Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode. But before we get started, let's say a word of prayer so the Lord will lead and guide and direct. But that, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for everything that you do for us. Lord, we say this over and over again and every day it's true. You give us so many blessings and so many things for which we should pour our hearts out and give thanks to you. Lord, we ask that you continue to help us to have a Christ-like character. Help us to get rid of all sin in our hearts and in our minds. Lord, there are so many temptations and so many things out there that want us to get away from you. Satan is working hard for our souls, but Lord, we know that you are stronger than the adversary and you are fighting 10 times harder for our souls. Help us to want to be like you. Help us to want to get rid of every sin in our hearts and in our minds. Help us to yield ourselves to you most importantly we know that without you we can do nothing so help us to remember that help us to die daily to self we ask all these things in your wonderful holy precious son's name amen all right so today I want to talk about one of the things that many people have trouble with and that thing is called a temper lots of people have fiery tempers and they like to blame it on their nationalities Oh, I'm German, I'm Irish, I'm Scottish, I'm whatever it is, I'm Jamaican. None of these things make you have a fiery temper. We don't control our tempers. All of these nationalities seem to have the same thing going on about them is that all of them have passionate natures. Why? Because all of humanity can have passionate natures. It doesn't matter what nationality you come from. We have to control ourselves. We have to make sure that we don't speak in a hasty manner and in a manner that is rude and unkind. The Bible has many verses about this and I want to read them to you. Ephesians 4 31 and 32 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. We need to get rid of all of that in our hearts and we need to be kind one to another, forgiving one another. If we are hateful and speaking hateful things to each other, we will not be in the kingdom of heaven. James 1 19 and 20 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. When we let our tempers dictate what we say and what we do, it gets us in further trouble. When somebody says something to us that gets our nature angry and we're passionate and ready to fly off the handle, we need to take a moment, take a deep breath, send a prayer to the Lord before responding and then later regretting our words because words cannot be taken back. I mean, yeah, you can say you're sorry about them later, but it doesn't undo the damage that you caused. It doesn't undo the hurt that you caused on somebody. And yes, they can forgive you and they should forgive you, but still, how much better would it have been not to to go through that whole experience in the first place. Now, the Bible also says in Proverbs 16:32, "He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city." That's very interesting. We need to have a firm grasp on our temper. We need to be in charge of it. It doesn't need to be in charge of us. Proverbs 15:1 says, "A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger." And I have seen this myself, and unfortunately 
unfortunately I probably caused this myself but we need to control the way that we talk to somebody we need to give that soft answer instead of causing more anger because when somebody's angry at you and you respond in kind it just sets things off and you continue to go back and forth with each other and it turns into something way bigger than what it had to be if we would all consider these things and we would all take a moment and think and pray before we answer just take a moment or two then we would definitely be better off than when we cause all of these arguments and these fights that go on between us if somebody disagrees with you or somebody has a different opinion than you there's no reason for you to get angry or mad about it state your opinion give the reasons why you think the way it is and if they disagree with you then so be it you've given your reasons they've given their reasons there's no need to get into a fight but unfortunately our human nature and our human flesh gets in the way and we have these rows proverbs 29 11 says a fool uttereth all his mind but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards see we need to be wise and keep it in and not just utter all that is going in our mind we need to take a moment and think this is the lesson that is spoken over and over again in the bible colossians 3 8 says but now ye also put off all these anger wrath malice blasphemy filthy communication out of your mouth and ephesians 4 26 says be ye angry and sin not let not the sun go down upon your wrath so if we do get into an argument and a fight with somebody we need to make that right with that person before the sun goes down and not go to sleep while you're still angry with somebody because you never know what tomorrow brings you could die in your sleep and that would be a sad and terrible thing but it is a possibility we need to make things right with the person before the day is over and it doesn't matter how angry you are at that person or what was said you need to talk it out until things are right between you and you forgive one another forgiveness is a huge part of christianity and i've done a podcast about it and i highly encourage you to go hear it for yourself and now i want to get into what the spirit of prophecy has to say about our tempers in 2mcp 521 to 523 i hope you will go over the ground carefully and consider your first temptation to depart from the rules of the college study critically the character of the government of our school the rules which were enforced were none too strict but anger was cherished for the time being reason was dethroned and the heart was made a prey to ungovernable passion before you were aware you had taken a step which a few hours previous you would not have taken under any pressure of temptation impulse had overcome reason and you could not recall the injury done to yourself nor to an institution of god our only safety under all circumstances is in being always master of ourselves in the strength of jesus our redeemer retaliation brings only evil far better would it be for us to suffer under false accusation than to inflict upon ourselves the torture of retaliation upon our enemies the spirit of hatred and revenge originated with satan and can bring only evil to him who cherishes it lowliness of heart that meekness which is the fruit of abiding in christ is the true secret of blessing he will beautify the meek with salvation psalms 149 4 when irritated refuse to speak let those who are easily irritated refuse to retaliate when words that vex them are spoken let them seek the lord in prayer asking him to show them how to work for souls perishing in sin he who keeps busy in this work will be so thoroughly imbued with the spirit of god that his manners his voice his whole life will be a revelation of christ try it brethren try it crucify
thyself in the place of seeking to crucify your brethren if any man will come after me christ said let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me matthew sixteen twenty four. we need to deny ourselves in all manner of things and this is including the way that we speak one to another we need to pray and if somebody is saying come on give me your answer you say please give me a moment so that i speak the right words and can gather my thoughts and then if they still are aggravating you you just have to continue to be kind and reasonable and explain yourself and usually when you answer in a kind manner and and explain yourself and don't rise to their anger and don't rise to that then usually they end up calming down too now there are instances where they don't but they are led by another spirit just like we are led by another spirit when we let our tempers fly more on that later she continues there is a wonderful power in silence when impatient words are spoken to you do not retaliate words spoken in reply to one who is angry usually act as a whip lashing the temper into greater fury but anger met by silence quickly dies away let the christian bridle his tongue firmly resolving not to speak harsh impatient words with the tongue bridled he may be victorious in every trial of patience through which he is called to pass see not always is it just angry words that we need to be careful of but also impatient words and we have all struggled with this no matter what our tempers are like we have given away to harsh or impatient words or sarcastic words or our answers might have been rude or the list goes on and on and all of that is not how we should be talking one to another and we need to bridle our tongue and we need to work on this because it is very important we are preparing for heaven where love abides where christ abides and we will not be speaking in this manner when we are in heaven one to another and we will not be crossing the pearly gates to avoid somebody and crossing the golden streets so that we don't have to talk to so and so because we don't like them no none of that is going to be allowed in heaven we need to learn to get along with somebody else if you have a problem with somebody matthew 18 says go to them and work it out but not in anger resolve it with words and with actions that are not going to rise each other to further hating each other because hatred is not allowed hatred is of the devil love is of god she continues with this in regard to your present relations with the church i would advise that you do all that can be done on your part to come into harmony with your brethren cultivate a kind conciliatory spirit and let no feeling of retaliation come into your minds and hearts we have but a little time in this world and let us work for time and for eternity be diligent to make your calling and election sure see that you make no mistake in regard to your title to a home in christ's kingdom if your name is registered in the lamb's book of life then all will be well with you be ready and anxious to confess your faults and forsake them that your mistakes and sins may go beforehand to judgment and be blotted out the teachings of christ carried into the life will elevate men however humble in the scale of moral worth with god those who strive for the subduing of their natural defects of character cannot be crowned unless they strive lawfully but those who are found often in prayer seeking for the wisdom that cometh from above will become assimilated to the divine uncouth manners uncontrollable temper will be brought into obedience to the divine law there is only one remedy positive self-control under all circumstances the effort to get into a favorable place where self will not be annoyed may succeed for a time but satan knows where to find these poor souls and will assail them in their weak points again and again they will be continually 
truly troubled so long as they think so much of self but there is hope for them let this life so stormy with conflicts and worries be brought into connection with christ and then self will no longer clamor for the supremacy they should humble themselves saying frankly i have done wrong will you forgive me for god has said we must not let the sun go down upon our wrath this is the only safe path toward overcoming many nurse their wrath and are filled with revengeful hateful feelings resist these wrong feelings and you will experience a great change in your association with your fellow men this is exactly what i was just saying we need to control ourselves we need to work on what we're talking and we need to have this elevated standard because we don't have time left our time is fast disappearing on us and it is like we're standing on a high mountain and it's slowly crumbling under us we don't have time to waste on these frivolous arguments and treating our brothers and sisters in such a manner we should be ashamed of how we talk when we lose our temper and lose our patience with somebody and we speak to them in such a vile way because god is ashamed of us when we lose our temper and we speak in that sort of way we must have more self-control we need to pray and go to the lord meekness in the school of christ is one of the marked fruits of the Spirit. It is a grace wrought by the Holy Spirit as a sanctifier and enables its possessor at all times to control a rash and impetuous temper. When the grace of meekness is cherished by those who are naturally sour or hasty in disposition, they will put forth the most earnest efforts to subdue their unhappy temper. Every day they will gain self-control until that which is unlovely and unlike Jesus is conquered. They become assimilated to the divine pattern until they can obey the inspired injunction be swift to hear slow to speak slow to wrath that's in rh january 18th 1881 paragraph 20 satan knows where to trigger us and when we make a conscious effort to change our ways he is going to get after us day by day day by day moment by moment until we explode and until we say things that we shouldn't say no matter what the instances is wherever we are tempted whatever our problem is he knows what gets to us and he's gonna afflict us because he knows that we're trying to do what is good and what is right and he doesn't want that so he's going to attack us so we need to be on our guard we need to take day by day moment by moment and gain control of ourselves and we need to go to jesus and be swift to hear slow to speak and slow to wrath she continues and this is from hp 296 point two to point four she says be courteous is a bible injunction we all have our peculiar temperament some have very quick tempers some are inclined to be morose some stubborn and others coarse and rough unkind in words therefore we need to cultivate our tempers take ourselves in hand soften whatever is harsh in your temper and burnish off the rough edges of your character never be sour and harsh at any time abstain from frowns and Contempt, however much you may feel them you should win respect by being respectful and courteous treat everyone with civility they are the purchase of the blood of christ if you seek to imitate christ in your character the impression upon the people will not be made by you but by the angels of god that stand right by your side they will touch the hearts of those to whom you speak those who hope to be the companions of holy angels should possess refined manners if the principles of the christian religion are carried out in the daily life there will be a kind thoughtfulness 
for others, for this was characteristic of Christ. Then, although a man may be poor, he will have true dignity, for he is God's nobleman. We must have that refined manner. We must speak in this kind way. And over and over again, we see this message. All throughout the Bible, we are told this. All throughout, we are warned of this because it is a big deal. We must have that self-control. We must talk in a way that is kind and courteous and lovely, just like Jesus did when he was down here. You don't ever see him losing his temper, no matter how much the disciples probably aggravated him or when people did things to him. He didn't let that get to him. He prayed often and sought the Lord, his Father, to help him. He prayed for the Holy Spirit to be with him so that he could overcome. And we need to do the same things. By his example, he showed us. We have a Savior that can help us. And we need to use it to our benefit. And it will be hard at first. Very hard because we are used to letting ourselves have the control. We are used to letting our words fly and speak whatever way we want. And when somebody corrects us, we only get matter. And we don't want to hear it. Especially in the moment when we are heated. We want to say what we want to say and we don't want to listen to anybody who wants to correct us and turn us around. But we have an obligation to ourselves. We should want to speak in a way that is kind and courteous and lovely. And it will take a lot of self-control. It will take a lot of prayer. It will take a lot of hard work and effort. And remember, silence is golden. Like the saying goes, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. She says this in 4BSG 99.3. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. We can have the salvation of God in our families, but we must believe for it, live for it, and have a continual abiding faith and trust in God. We must subdue a hasty temper and control our words, and in this we shall gain great victories. Unless we control our words and temper, we are slaves to Satan. We are in subjection to him. He leads us captive. All this jangling and unpleasant, impatient, fretful words are an offering presented to his satanic majesty, and it is a costly offering, more costly than any offering we can make to God, for it destroys the peace and happiness of whole families, destroys health, and is eventually the cause of forfeiting an eternal life of happiness. The restraint God's word imposes upon us is for our own interest. It increases the happiness of our families and all around us. It refines our tastes, sanctifies our judgment, and brings peace of mind. And in the end, everlasting life. Under this holy restraint, we shall increase in grace and humility, and it will become easy to speak right. The natural passionate temper will be held in subjection. An indwelling Savior will strengthen every hour. Ministering angels will linger in our dwellings and with joy carry the tidings of our advance in the divine life heavenward, and the angel will make a cheerful, happy record. This is so powerful and so amazing. Unless we control our temper, we are slaves to Satan, and we will lose out on our eternal life if we do not get this under control, if we do not make a marked effort and with Christ to get our tempers under control, if we don't speak right to one another, if we are impatient, if we are unkind, if we are rude, and all of these things. It's not just when you are speaking angry or if you're mad. It's also when you lose patience. It's also when you are sarcastic. It's also when you're rude and unpleasant. All of these things fall under this losing the temper and speaking in an unkind way. This is so important. I mean, look at the words that she uses. It is a costly 
costly offering, more costly than any offering we can make to God, for it destroys the peace and happiness of whole families and destroys our health. Our health does not benefit when we get angry and when we get mad and all of these things. In fact, it destroys our health. And we can get into that in another episode if you want to know the health benefits and what it does to your health when you speak in this kind of way. But just know that this, that it does not do you any favors in any regards. And it just causes trouble after trouble after trouble. And it's a downward spiral and it leads to many, many things. And that is why this is so dangerous. She says in 40, 348.3 and 349.1, the largest share of the annoyances of life, its daily corroding cares, its heartaches, its irritations is the result of temper uncontrolled. The harmony of the domestic circle is often broken by a hasty word and abusive language. How much better were it left unsaid? One smile of pleasure, one peaceful approving word spoken in the spirit of meekness would be a power to soothe, to comfort, and to bless. The government of self is the best government in the world. By putting on the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, 99 out of 100 of the troubles which so terribly embitter life might be saved. Many excuse their hasty words and passionate tempers by saying, I am sensitive. I have a hasty temper. This will never heal the wounds made by hasty, passionate words. Some indeed are naturally more passionate than others, but this spirit can never harmonize with the spirit of God. The natural man must die, and the new man, Christ Jesus, take possession of the soul so that the follower of Jesus may say in verity and truth, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Self is difficult to conquer. Human depravity in every form is not easily brought into subjection to the spirit of Christ. But all should be impressed with the fact that unless this victory is gained through Christ, there is no hope for them. The victory can be gained, for nothing is impossible with God. By his assisting grace, all evil temper, all human depravity may be overcome. Every Christian must learn of Christ, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. We need to work with Christ to gain the victory. The Holy Spirit is waiting to help us. Christ is waiting to help us. The Father's waiting to help us. The angels are waiting to help us. We have unlimited resources at our fingertips and with just a prayer away, but yet we don't use it because we forget it because when in the heat of the moment, we don't think about these things. We just let it fly. We don't take the time for silence. We don't take a moment to just breathe before we respond because we don't control ourselves and we are all at fault for this. We all have problems with this. And if you don't think that you do, review your life and think about all of the times when you have lost your patience, when you have spoken rude and unkind words. We've all had these issues, whether it's road rage or whether it's when somebody does something to irritate you and you just lose your patience because they know how to push your buttons or whatever the case may be. We all have these problems in one form or another and we must get it under control and have that self-control that she's talking about. We don't want our tempers to rule us. We want to rule our tempers and we need to have Christ ruling us so he's in control of our tempers and our first thought is not to just let our words fly but our first thought is let me think about this let me pray about this and then I'll respond and think about my words a good thing to do sometimes is if you're angry at somebody I heard once that you should write it all out and then read your words of what you were going to say to this person and then destroy it tear it up burn it delete it whatever however you write it down or if 
you type it up and that way you can see the effect and see how angry you are and see what nastiness would have come out of your mouth otherwise and then you crumble it all away you say no that's not how I'm going to respond because that's not how Christ would respond and you get rid of it and instead you use kind words and you use the Bible to respond and you use the spirit of prophecy to respond and you think before you speak hear twice as much as you speak that is why you're given two ears and one mouth because we need to hear twice as much and speak just once we need to think very carefully before we speak st september 8th 1890 paragraph 1 through 3 says this no man can be a christian without having the spirit of christ and if he has the spirit of christ it will be manifested in kind words and a refined courteous deportment the religion of jesus is designed to soften whatever is hard and rough in the temper and to smooth off whatever is rugged or sharp in the manners external change will testify to an eternal change the truth is the sanctifier the refiner received into the heart it works with hidden power transforming the character but those who profess to be followers of christ and are at the same time rough unkind and uncourteous in words and deportment have not learned of jesus a blustering overbearing fault-finding man is not a christian for to be a christian is to be christ-like it is no mark of the christian to be continually jealous of one's dignity all these manifestations show that men are still servants of the wicked one very many who are seeking for happiness will be disappointed in their hopes because they seek it amiss and indulge in sinful tempers and selfish feelings by neglecting to discharge the little duties and observe the little courtesies of life they violate the principles on which happiness depends true happiness is not to be found in self-gratification but in the path of duty god desires man to be happy and for this reason he gave him the precepts of his law that in obeying these he might have joy at home and abroad while he stands in his moral integrity true to principle and having the control of all his powers he cannot be miserable with its tendrils twined about god the heart will be full of peace and joy and the soul will flourish kind words pleasant looks a cheerful countenance throw a charm around the christian that makes his influence almost irresistible it is the religion of christ in the heart that causes the words to be gentle and the demeanor winning even to those in the humblest walks of life in forgetfulness of self in the light of peace and happiness he is constantly bestowing on others is seen the true dignity of the man this is a way to gain respect and extend the sphere of usefulness it costs but little to be gentle and kind and the one who pursues this course will not complain that he does not receive the honor that is his due but bible rules must be written on the heart bible rules must be carried into the everyday life this is so beautiful and this is what we need to practice because who of us wants to be around somebody who is angry and mean and all that they speak out of their words is unkind nobody wants to be around that we all talk about people who are like that behind their backs unfortunately i mean we shouldn't gossip and that's a whole nother subject but this is what we do we don't want to be around people who are angry and who are rude with their words we want to be around people who are kind and loving 
who are respectful and courteous and they just seem light and loving and you are around these people and you feel lighter as a result of them having this lightness about them. And this is another form of light that we can have in ourselves. When we are kind and loving and our demeanor is like this, that peace inside of us is like a light shining out and it draws people and attracts people to us and they want to be around us and they want to know how we are like this. Even when we are reviled, even when people are speaking horrible things to us and name calling us and bullying us and speaking all of these things about us that aren't true, yet we remain in Christ and we don't let it bother us and we don't let those actions turn into words. And why? Because we are working together with Christ to have that self-control. PHO 14 13.2 says this, great is our need of the saving grace of Christ. Everywhere we turn, we see more or less clearly revealed the spirit of strife for place and position, a reaching out for honor and recognition. My brethren and sisters, if you desire honor, seek it in the right way. How shall you seek it, do you ask? In obedience to the word of truth. Our ambition in this life should be to honor Christ at every step. The hasty temper, the cruel speech, the unkind thought are not to be indulged. It is not for us to exalt this one and condemn that one. In right words, words that bless and encourage, we are to reveal the fruits of righteousness. So not only is it wrong for us to speak these things, but even to think these things is not right. The Bible says in 1 John 3:15, whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. So we should not be hateful toward our brothers or our sisters. We should not be thinking this way. And when those thoughts enter our mind, we need to pray and ask for forgiveness and help me think of all of the good of this brother or sister. Help me to love him as you love him and forgive me for thinking these things. Too often we let our judgmental self, our hateful self get in the way and we think, I do not like this brother or sister because of this and this reason and therefore I will never speak to them. I'll never talk to them and all of these things in our mind. And let me tell you, that is not what is going to get us into heaven. And I don't care who you are or what the issue is with that person. We must not hate our brother and sister. We must love everyone because they are the purchased blood of Christ, which we are told about. And the Lord loves them no matter what they decide and what they do. And we cannot excuse away our sin. Oh, this person does this, so I'm going to do this. Well, they said this, so I'm saying that. No, none of that excuses us. We need to do what's right, even though they say whatever they say and do whatever they do, because we will have to answer for it one day. And we have seen how very serious it is to control our tongue and our thoughts. So we need to work on this together. Please pray for me as I pray for you because we all struggle with this and we all need to help each other out with this and remind one another to talk with kindness and love one toward another. I know I have sung this hymn before, but this hymn fits well with what we were talking about. Wonderful words of life. Sing them over again to me. Wonderful words of life. Let me more of their beauty see. Wonderful words of life. Words of life and beauty. Teach me faith and duty. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words.
words of life christ the blessed one gives to all wonderful words of life sinnerless to the loving call wonderful words of life also freely given wooing us to heaven beautiful words wonderful words wonderful words of life beautiful words wonderful words wonderful words of life sweetly echo the gospel call wonderful words of life offer pardon and peace to all wonderful words of life jesus only savior sanctify forever beautiful words wonderful words wonderful words of life And that is what we need to speak to each other. Wonderful words of life. And we need those words in us. And Christ is the one that gives us those words. We need to prepare for heaven and how we speak up there to one another. Because we will not be speaking in these hateful, impatient, unkind ways. We need to prepare now. Because we won't be in heaven if we don't overcome ourselves in the way that we speak. And remember, once we have learned the truth, we must share it with others. So, remember what it says in Matthew 5 16 let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven with all of this being said let your light so shine so that you are star witness for the Lord